WB Realty, Central Iowa's premier real estate brokerage. WB has all the tools and the resources needed to make your next real estate transaction your best. Go to wbrealty.com to find out more information today. This week on the Shooter's Touch, we bring on Bruce Dahl, the head girls basketball coach at Dyke New Hartford. Coach Dahl has been a head coach at four different high schools here in Iowa, where he has an overall record of 450 and 138. Multiple conference titles, multiple district coach of the year, multiple conference coaches of the year, as well as many different state appearances within those schools. He also has one state tournament title under his belt at my high school, AGWSR, where he won that in 2009. It was great talking to Coach again, reconnecting with Coach. can really tell he values the relationships between him and the girls he coaches, not just right now while he is coaching them, but after he does as well. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Bruce Dahl, another Hall of Fame basketball coach here on the Shooter's Touch. Here he is, Coach Bruce Dahl. Welcome back, Shooters. We have another episode of the Shooters Touch this week, bringing in another Hall of Fame high school basketball coach, the head coach at Dyke New Hartford girls basketball team, Coach Bruce Dahl. Coach, welcome to the Shooters Touch. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be on your guys' podcast. Yeah, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time. Uh, I guess first and foremost, how, how are you holding up? Um, how's the family in these wild times? And ultimately, uh, how's the team doing here? Yeah, well... Uh, I guess the most important thing is we're uh, with the team. We're eight and zero, and and uh, we're 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 playing good ball, and uh, we're a very balanced team. Um, last year we made it to the state semis and graduated quite a bit, and we're finding ourselves that that girls that want to step up and and you know it's, it's their time to shine. Um, I have a little boy that's five years old, and uh, he keeps me busy. Um, likes to wrestle all the time, and uh, dad's a, a little older, you know, than your most uh dads that are have a five-year-old and you know 51 and uh so the old bones kind of crack when when we wrestle but uh he, he's a joy to have and and of course my my wife is is the, the the head honcho there the you know assistant coach uh so you know everything's good well awesome awesome yeah and i'm um you actually we'll get into this uh here here in a couple of minutes coach but you know you and i have a past you know you were the head head girls coach at agwsr where i went to uh went to high school and so you know, have known you for a while known a lot of the a lot of the girls that you've coached from agwsr so it's great to have you on um anyway uh we like to start off the podcast um with just a little bit of background about you you know where'd you grow up how was the neighborhood you know sports sports growing up and stuff like that so uh enlighten us yeah well you know i uh was born the fifth out of seven kids in uh, Dyke, Iowa. Uh, grew up on a farm, and uh, there was all nine of us in one house at, at, at the same time at one point. So mom and dad, my four brothers, and two sisters. So uh, fighting for table scraps was uh, was the thing. I always remember mom making something, and you just had to rush to get seconds, or you know you'd be eating something probably not as good. So um, it was you know, a, a battle every day, uh, with the older brothers and the younger kids. And, uh, it, it was a great life. I mean, there's nothing better than growing up on a farm in the state of Iowa with seven brothers and sisters. And, uh, uh, just that life was great. So. Well, awesome. Yeah. And I know, you know, I, I, Brian and I are from, from small towns as well. So, you know, we know the, <clears throat> we know lifestyle now I had one brother. So, um, you know, I usually got seconds, which uh, wasn't so bad back then, but now it's not the, not the best thing when the metabolism stops. But uh, how about, um, you know, with that, uh, you know, with that big of a family, how were, uh, you know, I guess growing up playing sports and stuff like that, the, uh, I guess, competition level with family, uh, with friends and stuff like that? Yeah, I was fortunate to have, um, you know, a couple of brothers that were ahead of me. So I was able to um, you know, most kids went and played, you know, tackle football while the games were going on or 
or did other things while the games are going on. I actually watched the games and watched my brother play. So um, I always appreciated that because I was in fourth, fifth grade when he was a senior or junior, senior when they were playing football. So um, just great memories uh, sitting by my dad, standing by my dad, watching football games uh, at, at Dyke High School. And then, you know, we had some good basketball teams, uh, one that won a state championship in the early 80s, a football team that won in the early 80s when I was young. So that shaped me a lot. Um, and, and, and my coaches that I, that I had, you know, shaped me a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I know, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of kids growing up, you know, especially my age too, when I was growing up, you know, would be out there, out there playing during a game and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it maybe speaks to your, um, you know, your coaching days that, you know, you were kind of watching the game and, you know, maybe processing that stuff as well. You bet. And, you know, there's, there's no substitution for experience and, 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 the, and the mental part of it is experience as well. And everything that you can take in, you know, like we talk about kids these days are on their phones all the time and, and how much football do they watch on Saturdays, college football, and, and how much basketball do they watch right now? And so, um, you know, we talked about that as coaches, that older coaches, that, you know, those are things that we watched and, and did. And we're hoping that that younger generation is doing that as well, because, you know, you sit down on a, on a Saturday night or Saturday afternoon and, and watch a college basketball game, you're going to pick up a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm just not sure how much of that is going on these days. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, that's something that the kids are doing. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, we've, we've talked to multiple coaches about that too. And, you know, I think there's three levels of, of, of that, you know, you can get um, explained something or, you know, told to do something, you can see it being done and then you can do it. And, you know, you can't really skip one of those, one of those things. So, you know, uh, you know, watching the phones, being on the phones is uh, possibly, possibly, I guess, you know, taken away from, from one of those aspects. So, you know, we, as I mentioned, we talk to coaches about that all the time. So you're not alone in thinking that, but yeah, hopefully the, the younger generation, you know, is, is kind of realizing that and, you know, um, as, as they grow up, hopefully getting back on the, on the floor or the field to actually do that stuff and watching it as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's also, they, they're on their phones and then boom, they're practicing, you know, or boom, mm -hmm. they're, you know, and it's, I just can't imagine going, being on your phone and just going right to playing, you know? And so, um, you know, as a society, we need to probably look at that a little bit more, um, just the effects that it's having on our kids and, and, and that, but, you know, um, for the most part, you know, the, the teams that I've had kids have, have played hard and, and uh, have, have done, you know, what we ask them to do and, and haven't had much problems with, with the motivating part. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, how about as far as growing up, you know, what were the sports that you played? You know, obviously you've been a basketball coach for a long time. That's why you're on our podcast. Um, you know, what, what aspects of your playing days uh, when you were younger have you brought to, you know, your coaching career and, and I guess the teams that you've coached? Yeah. You know, I had, I, I was fortunate to have really good coaches when I was in high school and um, you know, my head football coach, uh, won a state championship in 81 and, and I played for a hall of fame basketball coach who won 500 plus games and he won a state championship. And with the basketball part of it, I really uh, learned structure and I probably more than anything stepping in as a young coach. Um, I learned the structure part from him, how to run a practice and run a proper practice. Um, it's just not all offense. You know, when you, people love to practice offense, but you know, we start most of our practice off with defense we start off with uh, closeout, shell drill, um, all that stuff, you know, and uh, defense and is, is the most important part of the game, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, and that's where I kind of learned the structure. I, I probably mentally got tougher with, for my football coach. Um, he, I, he just was one of those guys that motivated you to play hard. I don't know if it was out of fear or out of, uh, you know, I respected him so much and I just wanted to play hard and, and you didn't want to get yelled at. You didn't want to, you know, it, it was scary. And so I think I, I got my mental toughness um, from him and, you know, and then just, you know, my dad was someone who, you know, he, he was a, he was a farmer and, you know, he put in those long hours and, and, you know, in the eighties, it was really tough. And that's when I was going through junior high and high school and we were part of that farm crisis and to see, you know, him struggle looking back when things were so good in the seventies and then in the eighties, you know, just 
<clears throat> the perseverance that he had. You know, I always, you know, when I messed around at his desk, I kind of saw, opened up a door and it said, he had a note that said, you know, tough times don't last, last, but tough people do. And I, and that always stuck with me just because I know that he never told me about that. It was something I saw in his desk when he opened up his drawer. And so, you know, that always had an impact on me as far as, you know, I've coached for 26 years and you don't think there's, there's been tough times. I've had uh, four miscarriages with my wife. Um, you don't think that's tough. And, uh, you know, we had one adoption where, um, we had a, a boy, little boy for three days and the mother changed her mind. And so, you know, we, we've had some tough times, you know, not just on the court, but off the court. And uh, th those are just, you know, life blowing things, but it's, it's the athletic part for me, you know, that helps me get through those, those, those things, because I've been in adverse, I've dealt with adversity and have, have you know, all those things. And people who, who think that sports is, is ridiculous or whatever, sports help you. Um, they, they make you tougher, they make you uh, stronger. And when you run into things in life, you're, you're able to deal with things better, I feel. Yeah, and you know, I, I could not agree more. And you know, knowing a little bit about your story, I think you're exactly right that you know, those, those people who have been through those, those um, you know, I guess situations are, are I guess, better for it um, and stronger for it, which is, which is great. Another thing I wanna kind of back up to is uh, <clears throat> you know, the fact that you mentioned in practice, you, know, you love to practice defense. I know Brian has, uh, has mentioned it a couple of times on here, but as a player, he was all about offense, which I kind of was too. Um, <laughs> and, but as a coach, he, he enjoyed, enjoyed coaching defense a lot more than offense, which, which is very interesting to me, I think. You know, and, and I get, and I'm sure I get, uh, you know, I'm not going to say ridiculed, but I'm sure it's brought up before. I'm a zone coach, you know what I mean? And obviously, you know, your dad worked with me, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, so you know that about our one three one, and you know about two three zone, and but I, and I and I I've played probably ten percent man to man in my career in twenty six years, and it's probably been zone, but I just find it so fascinating with the zones. There's just so much you can do out of it. You know the trapping, um, uh, you know, and and just different things that you can 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 do. Scramble out of it and, and get to all the corners. Um, so it's just was something that I like and something for me. And I understand how people, you know, want to play man to man. I get that. Um, but, you know, the, the zone part's been, been, been for me. And it's obviously, uh, obviously worked out for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, year in, year out, we, we, we've, you know, been in the state leaders as far as points allowed. Um, you know, we grind it out on offense. Uh, so, you know, it's, you know, then, then, you know, like winning that state championship, uh, in 2009 with AGWSR, you know, if somebody told you that you were going to win a state championship, you know, but you're only going to score 28 points, you could only have 20 points. You know, it's like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty nervous. You know what I mean? As far as <laughs> what yeah. we have to do, but we held them to 27. So that's all you got to do. You got to score one more point than the other, other team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, Hey, wh when did the coaching bug kind of hit you? Um, was it, was it always something that you wanted? Uh, you know, was it, after you, after your playing days, just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of transition to it or how did that happen? So I graduated and then I went and played football at Wartburg for one year. Um, and I was on, in summers, I was the Dyke little league coach. And so I, one guy in charge of a hundred and something kids, second grade through eighth grade. And so there was a lot of, you know, planning and structure that had to go with that. Um, messed up one time, uh, there was a game on the schedule and I didn't know about it. And Wellsburg actually pulled up and I got a call from home and saying that Wellsburg was, uh, was, was here ready to play ball. That I was, uh, I was racing to get all the kids called. So I messed up there. I, I admit that, but, um, and then I, then I got my degree in business management and I went out in the business world and uh, it just wasn't for me. And so I decided to get into the, you know, into, into coaching. And that, that's something that I, I that I've, I've missed the competition. I missed the competitive part. I miss the relationships that go with with coaching with people, being on your side against another side, you know. Um, and so I went and got my coaching license. And, and uh, you know, Ed Thomas was one of the coaches that was the theory of coaching. So that I was fortunate to have him as, as, a, as a coach uh, teaching me some of that. And uh, and then I, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to be a girls basketball coach, I said. 
And it was just like that. I was going to be a girls basketball coach. And I said, I'm going to go through the paper and I'm going to look. And I, I looked and I found a job there. And I said, head girls basketball coach, Janesville High School. And I'm like, I'm going to apply for that job. And so I applied for that job. I've, I had no experience but my playing days and, um, and just what I had for uh, Little League. And I did one year. I helped out at Waverly Junior High School um, for football. But anyway, so I, I uh, helped out with a football team at Janesville my first year. And then uh, uh, they gave me the girls basketball job. And so I'm like, all right, so let's go. And so, you know, it, it, it took me a little bit of time to, to figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm 25 years old, never been an assistant. Now I'm a head coach. So I relied a lot on my playing days and what I've watched from all my life, you know, and, and got my ideas and got my philosophy. And, and so there's, there's a lot that, uh, you know, that I've learned in 26 years, but um, you know, structure and, and having rules um, are probably what's kept me so long. That's great. We, every coach that comes on says you're never really ready for that, that first head job, but you just kind of figure it out. And so having been in it 26 years and like you said, not really having a lot of assistant experience. Um, what do you, what do you think changed the most from those first probably two or three years that uh, uh, you were the head coach at Janesville? Yeah. Well, you know, just this experience. Um, I, I've always felt, you know, the, 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 the bench coaching, you know, I, I think everything felt natural to me. Um, looking back, maybe at some of the tapes, I, I, I'd like to go back and look and see if I made the right calls, you know, the timeouts and or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's a lot more than X and O's and, and people don't understand that it's, it's managing a team. Um, you know, you're, you're in charge of, you know, 25, 20 kids and, you know, you're looking at 50 parents and then you throw grandparents on top of that, <laughs> which are just invested. And, you know, you got to, you got a lot on your plate and, you know, you're pretty naive to think that, you know, Oh, I can step in as a, as a head coach. And, you know, and I, I think that if anything, you know, since my first year at Janesville, I, I feel a lot more, you know, humble, um, just, you know, it, it's about relationships. It's, it's not about, you know, uh, how many games you can win. I mean, that's, that stuff's great. And obviously, the pressure to win is there and you wouldn't want it any other way, the expectations, but if you do the right things, you develop relationships with kids and uh, you're honest and um, that sort of stuff, the wins take care of themselves. They really do. And I just have felt the last, you know, whatever years, I, I just have been just happy to be along for the ride. I really have. I, I I've had great people around me, just tremendous coaches, tremendous athletes, and, uh, you know, I, I've been, been very lucky to be in the communities that I, I've been in. And, and so it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where um, it's, it's worked out really well. And you mentioned, I mean, one of those things as a young coach, you're, you, you, everything's going so fast and you're trying to kind of pick out, okay, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. And obviously through that experience, things start to slow down. Um, and you start to kind of understand the process. And like you said, uh, you get to year 26 and you start enjoying the process. You enjoy the little things, um, those relationships, those types of things that you can start to build. But uh, I remember from my first, when I got my first head job, I was a head girls coach at Madrid and we went to a jamboree probably, I think four practices in and we're kind of working on all the basics and the ball goes out of bounds underneath the hoop. And I, I, I have to call timeout because I'm like, we never even put in an inbounds play. Like it was something, you know, like you're just trying to focus on all this stuff and make sure everyone gets there. And as the head coach at a small school, like, you know, you got to set up bus times and you have to say, I mean, you're doing everything and ball goes under the hoop. And I'm like, oh shit, like we got to put in a play. Like it's just, it's just wild. All, all the things that go into it. You just said bus times, um, you know, uh, Hey coach, can I talk to you after practice? Oh man, what's this about? Uh, you know, and, and it, it, it carries with you, you know what I mean? It does. And, and the weight of the world kind of seems on your shoulders at times, but if you got rules in place and you, I, I have, if then, you know, situations like everything on my basketball team is in, in, if this happens, then this is what you do. And that's on the court and, and off the court. Um, you know, you get trapped in the corner on offense, you know, this is where you're looking and we don't want the ball to go in the middle in defense. We, you know, you know, have high, low rules, all that stuff. Everything that we do has rules. I mean, they're free to, to, to take those rules and, and, you know, adjust to them, but 
you know, we, 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 we have every, about every aspect of the game now that is, you know, that, that has a rule and they're, you know, able to, to use those. Well, that's just, I mean, good metaphor for life as well. I mean, if this happens, then what am I going to do? And just kind of forward thinking, um, you know, you drew, drew the correlation between sports and life and overcoming adversity. And, um, you know, I think that that's probably the biggest thing that we can gain from sports is like, hey, if this happens, here's how we're going to deal with it and be, you know, a little bit more prepared for the hurdles and um, adversity that comes throughout life and in sports. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, I lost my dad in 2001, he was 59. Um, and so th that, that, that's also, you know, you, you fall back on relationships, you know, because my dad was, was, was everything to me as far as, you know, all of a sudden he, he's not there no more. He, I, he, he's who I talk to. Um, and, but then now, you know, my, my wife took that role. I mean, we obviously we've been married, you know, for since 1994, but you know, she's, you know, she makes a lot of coaching decisions. People don't understand that, you know, maybe not, not, maybe not the X and O's parts of it, but she, she makes a lot of, uh, she puts a lot of input into things. Obviously I make the decisions, but she, she, <laughs> she uh, you know, gives her input and, and it's been, you know, it's great advice. Well, it's always nice too, because it seems like this spouse always has a little bit different perspective because we get caught up in, in the hustle and bustle in the everyday. And so when you're able to kind of have a little bird's eye view of, Hey, have you ever thought of this? Or maybe what do you, what about rethinking that? It's, it's, it's invaluable um, information and insight. That's for sure. But um, so coach, so you went Janesville and then um, had a short stint at Allison Bristow. Is that correct? Yeah. I went from Janesville to Allison Bristow. I uh, was there for two years and uh Oh man, we were, we were loaded. We went to, we went to state. Um, and then we went to state with having two freshmen, two sophomores on the team, and then, uh, had a heck of an eighth grade class, but then they combined to be North Butler. And, uh, I was not on staff as a, as a teacher. And, uh, so the teacher got the job, which, which was fine because, um, I had options as far as Hampton Dumont and AGWSR. And so, um, I was in the AGWSR school district, um, living, in the AGWSR school district. And uh, I was able to be fortunate enough to hop on that program. And that was just a amazing experience. Uh, best times of my life coaching uh, experiences. Um, just, it was AGWSR just, the, the, it was just always had a magic feel to it as far as, um, you know, they, they went to state 30 something times um, with, uh, you know, Ackley, Geneva, Wellsburg, Steamboat Rock, um, all those teams in the in the 40s and, and 30s, uh, in the 70s, um, went to state, and so you know I knew there was something special there, and 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 that was something we could build on. That's the first thing that I kind of went off was that hey, you ladies are are born in a school district that <laughs> had gone to state 30 something times, and I said it's it's either you know it's in it's in your genes. And so um, we, we drew off that and we were able to get the state four times there and, um, and, and win a state championship. Uh, and just like I said, the, the fans were great. You know, it was it was like and that's what drew me to girls basketball to, to begin with was the lore of, of, of girls basketball. Um, since the 1920s, um, people just packed Vets Auditorium uh, during state. I mean, that, that place, I don't know how many it held, but it was always packed. And, uh, you know, there, there's just such legendary things. And Iowa girls basketball, I mean, I think you can compare it a lot to Indiana basketball. I really, I really, I really think you can. Just how the Iowa girls high school athletic union makes it so special for them. And they know it's about the girls. It's about the Iowa girl. And so that's something that's been, that's really special and something that, you know, you want to keep, keep honoring that it's, it's, it's about the kids. It's, it's not about me. It's not about, you know, anybody else. It's, it's about the kids and, and how special they are. And this is their moment. And, uh, and hopefully they can have lifelong experiences, you know, social media, they talk about, you know, how bad it is at, at, at times, but the good part about social media is I'm able to see those, those kids now that have graduated from my programs and their families. And that's been kind of cool. Yeah. We've said several times on this podcast about how, 
good of a job the association, the girls association has done as far as promoting the game, um, promoting the girls and ultimately promoting those programs too. that, um, you know, our repeat um, down at the state tournament, but just have who have had great years. And, and like you said, they make it all about the girls, uh, which, which makes it a lot of fun. And, and it's easy to do because the talent that we've had throughout the state on, on the girls side, it has been crazy the last five, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many names that you can go back and, and how we're the, I think the only state with two associations, Iowa boys and Iowa girls. And, and, and that's right. And it should be that way. You know, their Iowa girls coach association is, is, is sticking up for the Iowa girl. You know what I mean? And the Iowa boys coach is sticking up for the boys. And so, you know, I think that's what, you know, has made it a special relationship. And, you know, like I said, just the things that they come home with from state tournament every day, I told the girls, um, I, I remember at EGWSR one time, every day when you go down to the state tournament, and you're part of that, every day it seems like it's your birthday, you know, uh, for them. Um, and, you know, it, it's just been, it's, it's, it's just a fun experience. And, and uh, you know, I hope lots of teams and lots of people can experience that because, you know, I've been fortunate, like I said, to have great, great kids and, and great assistant coaches that, that have been able to help in that area. So going back to AGWS, AGWSR, that's a mouthful, Adam. What's the deal here? Um, uh, so you mentioned the success, four state tournaments, five conference titles. We have you down for a record of 156 and 17, um, including that state championship in 09. Um, how in the world or why, other than going back home, would you leave to head to Dyke New Hartford? Okay, so, and I knew this question was coming. And uh so here, here, here's the deal. I, I'm an, I graduated from Dyke High School. And uh, the, I know the four previous years that uh, Dyke New Hartford had won four ball games in, in, in the four years uh, prior to me coming. And like I said, I'm not saying I'm great or anything, but I'm saying I'm a kid from, from Dyke who I felt I needed to go back and see if I can help out my, where I grew up and give back to the community that helped me so much. I remember, and this is the moment, I was sitting at NU High after a basketball game. Uh, we had just played NU High at, at their field house. Um, I was at EGWSR, and I had looked at, a, looked at the score, and it said uh, Gladbrook, Ryan Beck, 120, Dyke, New Hartford, 60-something uh, was the score. And obviously, Gladbrook, Ryan Beck played that Grinnell-style basketball, but still it was 120 to 60-something. And then at that moment, I just felt in my mind that that's something I wanted to gravitate towards was going back to my hometown and trying to turn that program around. And, uh, and that's, you know, where it was. And, uh, you know, got a call from their AD, Mark Parker. Um, and we, we had talked and it was off and it was on, it was off. Um, and then finally it, it, uh, it, it was, it was on and, and it was one of the, it was absolutely gut wrenching, hardest decision I have, probably ever had to make in my athletic career um, was leaving AGWSR and leaving, leaving the relationships and the fans and, and that, because there were, there were, it's a basketball school. There's, you know what I mean? As far as, you know, everybody bought in everybody, you know, that and this and, and so, but that's, that's that story. No, you know, everybody makes bad decisions coach, but you know, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good reason in my opinion. <laughs> And, and, and in that time now, you've started to uh, build Dyke New Hartford into a girls basketball school now as well. And so what was um, what was probably the maybe the number one goal and or the biggest challenge when you first came over uh, to Dyke New Hartford and, and trying to build that program? Keeping the athletes out and no excuses. Um, I, I, like I said, I grew up in Dyke. It, it, you know, they, they had played, I don't know how many state championship volleyball teams when I was there. And they, they, they were playing them all through Dyke New Hartford. You're, you, you have to embrace it. You know what I mean? And, and, and you should, you should be happy for it. And, and so the, I, I wanted the girls to know and everybody to know that if we lose basketball games, it's because we didn't get it done as a basketball team. It's not because of a, the volleyball. It's not because of anything else, except we didn't put the ball in the hole. We didn't play defense. And so, and, and I have a, and, and, and having a relationship, a good relationship with the volleyball coach and all the other coaches on staff, 
goes, you know, a long ways too. And so we took the approach that we're not going to make any excuses. And this is just the way it is. And as a basketball program, and, and if we fail, it's not because of anything other, other than what we did. And uh, since I've been here, I have had no problems whatsoever with, with uh, any of the, any of the other sports. And that's big. I mean, that's kind of start starting to become more of a reoccurring theme um, with coaches we bring on, which is great because there has to be that relationship um, and understanding between the coaches, um, especially when we're talking small town Iowa, because like you mentioned, you got it. Your athletes have to be out for you to be able to build a program and be successful. And, um, you know, from, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like you have definitely done that. I know just paying a little bit of attention when you guys make it down in the state tournament and looking at just the number of seniors and, and, and number of upperclassmen that you guys have um, on your team, it, it definitely accounts to that. And, and that's where it starts. You get the numbers, you get the kids, you start having success, and then it all kind of starts to take care of itself. Yeah. Dyke New Hartford girls basketball has graduated more, has graduated more division one volleyball players. I bet than any, any team in the state. So, and I, and I take that, I, and I, I'm making kind of light of that, but I, I'm proud that we've kept those girls out. You know what I mean? And, and pr I'm proud that they bought in and, and, and have stayed out, you know, and, and we, we have some, you know, great athletes that, that play other sports um, and, and they're, you know, they're contributing and, and, and that's okay. You can, your favorite sport can be volleyball. Your favorite sport can be softball. Your favorite sport can be track, you know, but I think, I think as a, and something else I've, I've said to the kids, I think you owe it to your community and, and, and your friends that if, if they're there for you during your favorite sport, then you need to be there for them in their favorite sport. And, 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 I, and I think that that's a message that, that uh, you know, that the kids have bought into. And so success has come too um, throughout that uh, five conference championships and as you mentioned, three state uh, tournament appearances. Um, another thing too, with getting down to Des Moines in the state of, uh, state tournament appearances, it seems like there's always a little nugget or something each time in which that your team or you as a coach and your program are taking from it. What are some of the things that you think that you guys have um, taken from your uh, recent trips down here that you can hopefully build on? Well, and I go back to the, the experience. There's no substitute for experience. So you walk in and those, those lights are bright. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, they're literally bright. You know what I mean? <laughs> you sit down there in, in Wells Fargo and, and you're going to get a headache standing in those lights, but you know, the, it's, everything's bigger. Everything's, you know, um, you, you try to figure things out. I think kids are, are, are better off sleeping in their own bed than down in a hotel. So if, if you can have a chance to, to leave, to go to Des Moines, and them staying overnight in their house, sleeping in their bed, as opposed to staying in the hotel room, I think you're better off. Um, I, I think you don't want to hype them up too much with pregame talks. I think going back to that 2009 uh, season that we had, um, we, we, we approached it very casual as far as, you know, no fiery brimstone speeches. You know, they're, they're already, <laughs> they're already up. They're already to play. And uh, so, um, you know, I, I think that you just maybe don't, I think you just try to keep things as routine as possible. Is that something that you did right from the get-go? I mean, obviously you're a regular down in the state tournament. And so what, uh, what have you grown or learned from your trips down there? Yeah, no, it's probably not something I did. I mean, that first year that we went to, Al when I was at Allison Bristol, we went to state, you know, I was giddy as a, you know, whatever. <laughs> I was, I was, I was giddy and it was pretty exciting. And, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes you, you're just happy to be down there. But, you know, as you, as you get older and that, you, you, you know, you want to you, you want to get things accomplished. And, um, you know, Des Moines is a nice town and everything. And, and, and obviously, but, you know, we're down there to play ball and and uh, try to get it done. And so we've we've taken baby steps with the state tournament part of it at Dyke New Hartford. And we're hoping that we can keep um, keep improving in that area. Um, but, you know, you got to get down there. And the, the, the toughest part are the regional finals. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's the biggest hurdle. And you're always going to have a good team in a regional final no matter what. And, uh, you know, some of those matchups are really, really tough. Well, and you guys, too, in your area, you've had um, some really good girls teams. I mean, even going back, like you said, that North Butler team, even when they became North Butler, um, obviously AP has been, made several trips down here in recent years. And so um, you guys are you're running into some tough competition uh, as you look forward. Like you said, so far off to a good start, 8-0 um, uh, this year. What, what, are you, what are you hoping out of this year's team and, and ultimately here moving forward with the Dyke New Hartford team? You know, and, I'm, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I've been really – 
really surprised and pleasantly surprised. You know, we graduated, um, you know, three girls that about scored uh, each a thousand points almost and all the rebounds. And we, we lost four starters and brought back 0.5 starters because I alternated two of them. And so for us to be where we're at right now, I, I feel very, very blessed. And it, all the credit goes to the girls because they have worked hard. This, this team's got a real, uh, you know, they kind of got a kind of a swag to them. You know what I mean? Like they, they're really, really confident, you know? And uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play that to our, to our strength, but uh, um, you know, we, we just, we're, we're, we're pressing team and we're full court and we get after it. Um, but we also have to know that we can't rely on our press because so many teams rely on their press all year long and, and they beat people all year long with their press and they find out that you get to a team that's got three ball handlers and that you don't get those points off the press and you don't get those extra shots, those extra possessions and, and you're not taking away possessions and now you're in a grinded out game. So we, we, we got to find a way to get better other than relying on our press because um, I, I just don't think you can ever rely on your press. And you mentioned, obviously, your guys' style a little bit different with, uh, you know, the zone and the and the pressure, uh, both in the half court and in the full court. Um, when it comes to tournament time and your turnaround windows um, are, become a little less, obviously, thankfully, today we have huddle and easier ways to get film. But uh, how much of an impact do you think that that has for you guys getting in the postseason that you're probably different than what they've seen in the past? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, my, my, my wife had, has said that probably my biggest strength is I'm able to adapt. I play with the talent that I have. So I, I got this rap being at EGWSR uh, the last few years that I was a slow it down uh, coach who walked the ball up the court with my three six footers and everything. So I kind of got this rap that I was a, you know, that, that type of coach. Well, people didn't know when I was at Janesville, we, we averaged 70 points a game and full court press and all that. So I, I have the talent and I try to play to the talent that I have. I have my base rules. We have what we do with our, our, our shell practices and we'll plug stuff in, but yeah, this, this team is definitely a team that is dangerous because uh, a girl can score 15 points um, one night, but the next night she scores two, but somebody else scores 15 points. So we have like, like, uh, you know, five, six girls that can get into double figures uh, and, and pick up the slack when the others uh, maybe it's not falling for them. So I think that probably what makes us the most, most dangerous, I, I would say. And, then, and we play defense again, you know, um, the whole time. Yeah. Holding the team. What do I have here? 23 points in a, in a uh, state championship or state record. So you guys are definitely defending, getting, getting up and uh, doing what you need to. But uh, you mentioned your practice plan and kind of the shell that you guys go off of. This is always interesting, especially um, as I kind of try to integrate and, and help out with some of the youth programs. What, what would you say the percentage of your uh, regular practice is on skills um, versus your team stuff? Well, you know, when we first start, um, it, it, it kind of goes in cycles. So that first week, you know, you're working on the fundamentals and you're working on the individual dribbling part and, and the stance and all that stuff. And then once you get into the middle of the season, um, you're, you're, you're doing your, your routine as far as, you know, we'll start off and, and we'll do a, a communication drill. We'll go to um, our uh, 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 closeouts, which a closeout, when you practice your closeouts, that's the difference between a, a two-point win and a two-point loss, closing out. And you're, and then I'm very religious on the shell drill. And people say, oh, you play zone. How do you do – why do you do the shell drill? Well, our zone is man-to-man -man principles. And so, you know, it's it's the same it, – it's the same thing in my opinion. And so we work on the shell drill, and then we uh, uh, do the, these Kobe Bryants um, where you're a minute uh, just playing uh, defense one-on-one. -on -one running back to the half court line and then, then, then coming back up on, on, on somebody. And then, and then about halfway through, then we'll go to start doing offensive stuff and then we'll bring it together with team offense and team defense towards the end. So. Yeah, no, that's good. I like it. I'm always interested because I have less experienced coaches. I feel like, or again, going back to the younger coaches, um, I feel like they put so much emphasis on like trying to make sure that they understand the plays and then the, easy to forget about the fact that these kids still need to make layups and be able to handle the basketball to, to run that play for you. And so sometimes yeah. I feel like it's forgotten. 
Exactly. There's there's a couple ways to look at it. There's like, okay, so if they don't know the offense, then the layups and, and all those shots aren't going to matter because they don't know what they're doing on offense. But then if you don't practice the, the other stuff, you know, they're not going to make it when you do it. So there, I can see, I can see both ways of, of kind of attacking. It's probably, I think a lot depends on, on the experience of your team. Yeah, for sure. And we kind of got into it here, but what, what would you say coach, if you were talking to a first year coach, Bruce Dahl or a rookie high school coach, uh, one or two things that you would tell him or her about being a head coach um, on a, on a high school team. I would definitely say, you know, get to know your players, invest in that area, um, make defense <laughs> a very sound part of your program because there's going to be nights that you're not going to shoot well. And I'll, I'll, I'll say going back to my first couple of years at Janesville, I, I didn't work on defense very much. That's, that's crazy. I, I want to go back and, and slap that, that kid. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you, you think that, you know, they, what they say, offense fills the stands, but you know, defense wins championships. And, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 one hundred percent true. And so I would go back and 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 say that, um, you know, and, and and just be be true to yourself. Um, you can be a nice guy, but you know, don't be a pushover. And so I think that's kind of you know, I guess how how I've been kind of been. I, I feel like I'm a you know a nice guy, but. I'm not a pushover. You, you got to stand up for your program, you, you know, or you're not going to have a program or you're going to be watching in the, in the seats with everybody else. And so, you know, you got to, you got to stay true to yourself and you got to stay true to things. Um, but you know, you, you, you got to have relationships and, and I've had lifelong relationships I and mean, there's kids now that, that I coach that their kids are graduating from high school and, and that's scary. You know, <laughs> that's scary that I'm not, that, that, that that's happening. Um, and so, um, but you know, God bless them. And, and like I said, I, I know I've been fortunate and, uh, to have the, the, the people I've had in my, in my programs. Yeah. Some great advice there. And, you know, some, some, some common, uh, answers that we get for that too. So, so it's great to hear you say that stuff. Um, well, coach, we like to end our podcast with a little section we call rapid fire. Brian's going to hit you with some questions, maybe a little bit outside basketball, but just let us know what you think. Sure. All right, coach. First one we always got to lead with is um, what's your favorite visiting gym? We all love our home gym, but favorite visiting gym to coach in or that you have coached in? I would say I, I like to go to Jessup uh, uh, because we beat the number one ranked team there, uh, North Lynn, three years ago to make our first trip ever as a Dyke New Hartford. And so um, I, I Jessup's my favorite gym right now. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Um <laughs> Uh, it sounds like uh, I might be a big Hawk fan. What do you think of the uh, Iowa basketball team this year? How far, how far we're going to see those guys go? Yes. I, I named my kid Kenick and um, I, I am a very big Hawkeye fan. Uh, it, so this is so hard because I know that Iowa wants to play and score a lot of points, but I, they sacrifice so badly on defense. And I, I think since I was since the three point line has been put in, um, I think Iowa has given up more three pointers as a team than any team ever, and and I I'd love to see that. I don't know if you can find that out as a stat how many three pointers as a team Iowa's given up. Doctor Tom Davis gave up a ton of threes. I, I know uh, Coach McCaffrey has given up a lot of threes. If they can if they can do something with their defense and still be able to score, I like their chances to go very far, um, but. I mean, we, we, we got to play a lot better defense. How, how would you grade, how would you grade Iowa's closeouts? Well, they do a lot of them because they're, they, they have to close out. You know what I mean? They're not there. And I, I, I hope this doesn't get out to the Hawkeyes and then who cares what Bruce Dahl has to say, but we're, we're always scrambling to, to go close out on a shooter. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I, I like us to be closer to the shooter when we close out as opposed to being in the paint. And then a skip pass being thrown and then us going all the way from the paint to close out. So um, I'll give them, I'll give them a, a C right now. Uh, that's, that might be generous. Even when they do close out, <laughs> I feel like they're always they're, closing out late or closing out low. And I mean, they're, but at this point they should understand that the shot's going up because you're, you've seen it enough times. You got to get your hands up it, you know, <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to. So, 
Um, well, we'll stick with the Iowa and Iowa City theme. If uh, if uh, we get to run with you uh, down to Iowa City for a game, well, where do we got to go? Where's where's the hot spot that must hit when you're in Iowa City? You're talking about extracurricular activities. I'm I'm talking getting something <laughs> to eat, getting some some beverages, whatever we got to do. Uh, dude, I'm I'm a a hamburger and Pepsi guy. So <laughs> if you're looking for for fun. To, you're looking at the wrong guy. I, I tell a lot of jokes and, and I can be there for you as <laughs> you put them down, but uh, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy when it comes to uh, going out and finding some place to, to, for fun. <laughs> that, that's all right. Um, well, uh, so you might have to fill me in on this. this. This is coming from Adam, but was Mike V, was he a good assistant coach for you? Mike V was all of that. I mean, <laughs> there are things in, in my head that, that, that still I can hear him when he's sitting with me on the bench. And, uh, and I wrote him down. Two of them was, uh, I got to get the ball inside, you know? And, and, and that's just how he, he would say, you know, our girls would go down and shoot threes. We had some girls that, you know, obviously like to chuck it up and, you know, he's just like, we got to get the ball inside. So that, that, you know, has always stayed with me. Like when we come down and miss shots, I always hear that Mike beat voice in my head. We got to get the ball inside. And, and number one is I asked him about, I go, what do you think about four out? And maybe this is just with our team at the time. He goes, I don't like it. And I says, well, why, why don't you like it? And he goes, he goes, we're not able to rebound out of it, like offensive rebound. So, you know, the, I got a lot out of Mike V. You know, he, uh, uh, it was kind of funny because he was, uh, you know, he worked at the post office and uh, in, in one of our banquets, uh, I'm like, who, who are you? And I, and I needed somebody to coach my post. I'm like, who are you going to call? to uh, coach your post, you're going to call the postman. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I love Mike. And, you know, the funny thing, too, is, you know, I coached Corey in football, and I was a defensive coordinator with uh, Matt Lindemann's football teams, who's now the head girls basketball coach at Grunny. But anyway, um, we put Corey at nose guard, and that's, that was something new. And he took up both gaps, uh, both A gaps. And we dropped him back in coverages sometimes, too, from his nose. So, and then uh, his, uh, Adam's mom, uh, uh, Tracy, works with my wife as well. So it's like, we've gotten to know the beats just coincidentally, you know what I mean? Which has been a, a great positive thing. Yeah, well, my yeah. brother is, uh, is and was a little bit bigger than I was. So he could, uh, he could get down there on that offensive or defensive line. I could oh, definitely just, not do that. He just mauled people. We didn't have to worry about the middle. He, he just mauled people. Well, it sounds like with your connection to the V family, we should have had you on long before this. Yeah, I'm a little hurt, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah it's, it, it was fun, right? You know, that year, we had three head coaches on, on, on the bench. We had um, Mike Veet, Steve Hippen, uh, who coached Wellsburg, and then Dan Carson's as well. So we had three head coaches on, on our staff at, at one point, you know. Uh, along with with those uh, Angie Reishas, uh, Randy Ullman, and, and Landon Nikolai were were other assistants that we had on there, as well, who brought tremendous you know things to us. So, like I said, when I talk about it's all a team, I mean it it was definitely all a team. And we've talked about that how just valuable having former head coaches on staff, um, just because they understand, um, they've been there, they know kind of what you're dealing with, and so. Um, having the game slow down and being able to share their perspective is just just so valuable as a head coach. Well, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, good. A couple more here, coach. So, um, favorite basketball movie? Hoosiers. Oh my gosh, that's that's probably what's kept me in the game for 26 years. There's 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 years that I'm like, you know what? I think I think maybe maybe you know, I got a five year old son now. Maybe I need to get out. But I watch Hoosiers and I get all excited, and so I I, I stay I <laughs> I stay with it. I mean. You know, when you're a little kid and you go play in, in tournaments as a, as a little kid, and it's probably more so when I played because those gyms um, had that old smell to it. There, there is nothing better. That smell from an, a gym when you walk in, that, that is something that stays with me. And I just, I just love, and it just, you know, I love those Hoosier moments. I love playing in, in those old gyms. Um, we're getting a new gym here at I, uh, New Hartford, though, uh, 2022, I think is is when that's opening up so um but anyway yeah those old gyms i love them. i agree i think the old gym and the old gym smell is just something especially as a shooter because they always seem to have the best uh backdrop and just could really really fill it up in the old gyms 
maybe that's something we could try to bring out as cologne and, and maybe call it <laughs> the old gym smell. Called the old gym smell. <laughs> and, and put that on, you know. Um, Spray probably, it in the locker rooms or something. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Nobody steal that. I'm going to patent that. There you go. <laughs> uh, the other the other smell that I always associate with, too, because our high school, our commons area where we would all, you know, meet or have study hall was also then converted into where the concession stand was. And so Tuesday night, Friday night, they would start um, popping popcorn, you know, about the last oh. period of the day. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, as soon as you start smelling that popcorn, it's like, all right, let's go. It's game time. It just yeah. gets the juices going. And that's what we've missed during this pandemic is pep bands and popcorn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That that you know, people don't understand the smells are just as much a part as as the as the eyesight of these things. Yeah, no, I agree. So, well, so when Adam and I do get an opportunity to come to the Dyke New Hartford uh, community to catch a game, um, where do we got to stop to grab a bite to eat before we head over to the gym? Yeah, Slice uh, is where you want to go. It's 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 in the middle of town. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it uh, is it's the place to go probably. And you know, we have uh, Fox Ridge Golf Course too. Uh, that that serves as well. Um, so you're, you're, I mean, we're so close to Cedar Falls, and we we do not have very many businesses in Dyke, just just because of uh, of uh, being so close to Cedar Falls. Yeah, that, that it always creates a tough bind because I mean we love these local joints, but uh, it is hard when you know people are always going in to get one thing or another, and it ends up uh, just being easier for them. So, yeah. well, last one here, Coach. Um, we always like to end on what's what's the best thing about uh, being the head girls coach there at Dyke New Hartford. The best thing about being here at Dyke New Hartford is that um, number one, I'm I'm I feel like I'm I'm giving my lifelong experience to kids and they're able to, to, to learn from, from all the years of experience that I've had. And I, 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 that's how I feel like I'm giving back to my community. And I, and I just love being like in the town that I grew up in as well and, and giving back. Um, you know, my relatives came over and uh, the doll name came over in 1870 something and settled in this area, the Dyke um, kind of Fredsville church area and so you know you know you talk about me leaving agwsr and everything um but i my roots are are, are here in dyke you know and uh, as much as i i loved agwsr <laughs> no that's that's great well coach we appreciate you um taking some time and jumping on the podcast sharing some <laughs> insights with us obviously fingers crossed that uh, everything continues to work out here as we as we move th through this wacky season um, and we'll be obviously following along, um, hoping and wishing the best for you guys and hoping we get to see you down here in March. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on and, and, and talking basketball. As Brian said, Coach, it was great to, uh, great to chat with you. Thanks for your time. It was great to connect with you. And, yeah, we hope that uh, we can watch, uh, watch more Wolverine basketball here coming up. But uh, and to our listeners, obviously, we appreciate you every, every episode. If you, if you like what you hear, we'd appreciate a five-star rating wherever you catch your podcast at. And you can find us on every social media channel um, on Facebook, Shooters Touch, Twitter, and Instagram at Shooters Touch IA, and at our brand new website, ShootersTouchPodcast.com. As usual, Shooters Shoot.